This is the Property Solopreneur Podcast, and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy-to-let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Property Solopreneur. And we're going to be talking about today uh, something that's come up quite a lot in accountability calls recently, and that's free advice. Free advice sounds great, doesn't it? But it's actually the most expensive advice you'll ever get and can potentially has the reach to both blow your company and your business out of the water and also to make you seriously poor. Well, as this podcast suggests, we are all property solopreneurs. So that means that we work on our own and we are completely dependent on the knowledge we've got. So of course, we're not going to know everything unless we are so super duper but I don't think we are. So we'll always be asking questions of trusted advisors and mentors and the people are about us. But that's the whole point of us wanting to be property solopreneurs. You know, we know we can make ourselves seriously financially free by working for ourselves, using our effort and our skill and our knowledge. And we know perfectly well that all this effort that we put in doesn't reward another company or corporation. And it doesn't get your boss a promotion. It gets everything for you. And that's why we do what we want to do. But unfortunately, it, this comes at a price. The price is, because actually, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch, is there, sadly, that it's 100% responsibility for your actions and decisions. Well, having said all that, I was quite amazed to hear in one or two calls that not everybody thinks like that, that not everybody reckons that absolutely everything they do and say within their company is their responsibility. And when I'd unpicked this whole thought a bit, it turned out that there are some people who will go, yes, I'm a property solopreneur when I'm making a killing on a property and it nets me a very tidy profit and lots of kudos. And then I'll take both the profit and the kudos, and wear it about as a badge to say that I know my stuff. You know, I join groups and I will go online on social media and I'll position myself as someone who people can trust and can invest in and where their money will be safe. But suddenly things aren't quite so much fun because the chilly wind of a problem has blown upon them. Suddenly they're no longer a property solopreneur. No, they're now a committee. And the committee is formed by ringing a group of trusted friends who they probably ring every week and have a little bit of a model, as they say up here in Suffolk. A little bit of a model, just talking and chewing the card about this, that and the other. But they throw into the mix in that conversation the problem they've got. Now, this has a couple of problems already obvious to me. One, they're not going to say all the facts and figures. Well, why should they? Because these are deeply private, your innermost business facts and figures. But of course, they're not going to either throw them into the mix because, you know, it could make all their friends look at them in a slightly different way and go, oh, I thought you were better than that. Or I'm surprised you've got yourself into such a muddle. And unless these people are seriously well ahead of where you are, you may not find that anybody else has experienced this problem. So they can't give you a really good set of advice or 
they're not qualified to do so because some advice has to be given by qualified people. And of course, the other problem is you're going to gain a hundred different views, hence the committee. And then you've got to sift through all them and make a decision. And sometimes they will come to a decision and crack on. But otherwise, not only are you now working as a committee, but you haven't got a satisfactory answer. So you think, well, where else can I go? Ah, I know the internet. And so you ask Mr. Google all sorts of different questions and you find all sorts of people's names popping up. So you send them quick emails expecting instant in-depth analysis or it may be to someone who just vaguely works in the area you think you need to have an answer from. Now, do remember that this poor person who's receiving an email out of the blue is absolutely not part of the solopreneur's inner circle of advisors or friends. You know, they're completely out of it. In fact, they may not even have heard of the email writer till they look in their inbox and there it is. And before we go any further, what does the email writer themselves think they're going to get back? Do they think they're going to get a full, well-researched, nuanced answer about their problem, a problem that is really causing them aggravation? Or perhaps a lovely, empathetic email that goes along the lines of, oh gosh, you are in a pickle, but don't worry, I've cleared my diary, so call me anytime tomorrow, here's my number, my private mobile, and we'll have an in-depth chat so we can get this sorted out. Oh, and don't forget, I won't charge you. What planet are they on? But of course, what they really will get back is probably a clearly templated response to an unsolicited demand for free advice. So along the lines of go to my website and you will find some crib sheets or something that will generically help people in one direction or another. Now, going back to the receiver of these emails, and I have to say I have received some and they're they can be quite extraordinary because either they say, well, and they mention someone who I probably know quite well. They have told me that you will answer my problem or you will help me. Well, I only have to pick up the phone or send an email to find out that this is not so. Yes, the name, my name might have come up in conversation, but definitely no one who's got another business would ever think that they could tell someone to write a letter or an email to be expecting free advice. So don't get yourself found out by that, that sort of silliness. So if you are on the receiving end of one of those emails, you've got to remember that they will be a business and a successful business. Otherwise, you wouldn't be contacting them. And successful businesses have very full diaries. So they're not going to drop everything for you, are they? And of course, they charge for their time because they've got overheads. They've got you know admin pixies and VAs and all that sort of stuff. And some of them who are well worth their weight in gold will be in a profession that's covered by legal obligations. They can't just hand out advice willy-nilly. You know, they've got professional indemnity insurance in place. That proves their expertise is subject to being scrutinised in the courts and legal proceedings. So they can't just give you a quick summing up of what your problem is and how to deal with it because they haven't got all the background. They haven't got all the ins and outs. They haven't got all the what ifs and maybes and an important stuff, you know, that takes more than two lines on an email. And two lines on an email is often the only thing you get if you get one of these emails. So I think you've got to realise that if you're a solopreneur, that no matter what happens, you are still a solopreneur and you are responsible for everything that goes on. And so therefore, you've also got to remember that you have probably nourished 
and set up a reputation that you should make sure you keep. Now, if you've gone off and A, spoken about your problem to all and sundry, and secondly, gone and sent off emails to goodness knows who, then you've probably flagged yourself up in a very unflattering light in an industry that isn't as big as you think it is. So you might have flagged yourself up as being MrLastMinute.com, you know, the sort of person who really doesn't ever do anything until they absolutely have to. Or Mrs. Cheapskate, perhaps, you know, oh, I'm happy to charge others for my business, but I wouldn't dream of expecting to be paying for any kind of advice or help from others. So along the lines of, you know, I don't value letters after the name expertise and the cost of that value. But even more worrying, you could set yourself up to be, Miss, I don't, whatever you do, have me for a client because I'm an absolute nightmare. I can't make a decision. I constantly change my mind. I don't really know what I'm doing because that gets about. Now, I do understand what it's like to have a property problem when you're a solopreneur. I've been doing property for 20 years and once had to learn how to get around all this stuff. And I would say, if you're sitting very smugly at this point, thinking, well, that's never happened to me. Well, you may not be stretching yourself enough to find all the juiciest and most adventurous deals because that's where the margin is, isn't it? Particularly at auctions. And we all know what sort of properties go into auctions. Yes, it's the one with the funny title deeds and all the other things. But, you know, you've got to remember that the world is smaller than you think and you've just got to really keep hold of your reputation and keep hold of the skill you've got at the moment. Now, as I say, I have had these experiences, but what do I do? Well, it often happens, I think, in most cases, because property is one of those things that has deadlines almost in everything you want, whether you're buying it under tender or, or going to exchange or whatever. It happens at those pinch points. And normally what happens is, is crises and wobbles in my confidence happen just before something like exchange, when you're doing something slightly different. I mean, I do remember the first time I did a title split and my inner voice, you know, that little monkey on your shoulder went, really? Are you sure you're going to do this? Is it a good idea? I mean, I know other people are doing it and I know they've made lots of money, but this is you and you haven't done this before. So I, I fully understand this does happen. But that's when I picked up the phone to my trusted team, my solicitor, my solicitor who went, yep, this is so normal. Don't even think about it. You've not done it before, but that's why you pay me. My mortgage broker who went, yeah, I've got you covered. Don't worry. And my wonderful surveyors who views I listen to very carefully went, it's a great place. We, you know, you haven't got any fundamental problems with, with the property. Now, they knew about almost about as much about the deal as I did, and they could come straight back to me in hours, perhaps two days at the most, and they could put my mind at rest by suggesting something I hadn't thought of, because there's always something that they can think of, usually, even if it was only something as simple as putting an insurance policy in place. And they would give me the options, and then they would go, now, come along, Rachel, which option are you going to take? And... Um, when do we need to put it into place? I suggest X and Y, and this is the way you need to pay for it. So gosh, that is when you spread the load and you get a really good reassuring answer and you can feel comfortable. Now, if you need to talk it through, you talk it through with someone you absolutely trust. I've always had a mentor going on in the background at all times, working on my mindset. And when I go into an area I've not worked in before, I always find someone 
who has done what I want to do and I'm prepared to pay to understand their uh, pain that they've been through and what works. So, for instance, when I first started doing student HMOs, I went and found somebody else who had done exactly what I wanted to do in my type of building. Fabulous. And, you know, you can then have a really good in-depth discussion about what's going on. And I've also done this in a small mastermind group as well. And incidentally, mastermind groups are great because it's Chatham House rules. So the information is confidential. Even when you're working in a group like some of mine are where everything is recorded, if it's something very personal, it's on a one-to-one, you can ask not for it not to be recorded. You know, my clients do. And that's when we can have a really, really good one-to-one about specialist problems and ease out and make you realise what you've got to do and what you haven't got to do, because sometimes you can focus on the wrong things. But that's it. It's what you have to do. Because unfortunately, as a property solopreneur, it does all come back to you. So if you're working for yourself with your money and your portfolio, then you can go and act as like a diva and send demanding emails and chat about this, that and the other to all and sundry if you want to. But if you want a long and profitable time working in property with yours and other people's monies, build a team, a team that can help you. Invest in a tight-knit group of key people. Don't expect a group of peers who, lovely though they are, and great though their knowledge may be, will just be cheap information and free information. And my biggest learn, I think, from all of this is don't squander the time between whatever it is like offer acceptance and exchange to find out all that necessary information. You've got to get going from the start. Now, if that sounds a tiny little bit like you on an occasion, why don't you book onto one of my discovery calls to see if we could work together? You know, pop me an email to rachel at racheltroughton.com. And by the way, I spell my Rachel a bit like Michael, A-E-L. And I can send a diary link or just go to my website, racheltroughton.com. Because as a property solopreneur, you need to nurture your reputation and keep your private problems to yourself. You don't want them going around the bazaars. So pay to have private information and pay to have the right advice at the right time. And if you've got the right people giving you the right advice at the right time, at the right price for you, then you're going to be a very, very successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist.